Hey, today's podcast, it's a its a really good one. We first talk about what is true and what is not with oil and gas and give you a different perspective on a barrel of oil. What are you willing to pay? How high of a price are you willing to pay? Uh, also, we we kind of go into uh, Putin's kind of a kind of a bad guy, uh, but we're also seeing things here in America being used against Putin that will be used against us. And then finally, uh, we have uh, we have a very uh, astute lawyer, federal lawyer that uh, does a lot in Washington, D.C., and has been watching a court case of a January 6th victim, um, a guy who I think actually might be guilty of some bad stuff and should probably go to jail if he is guilty of that. But he's just been disappeared and his rights are being violated. It's uh, over a year now and still no trial. Is there anything such as a speedy trial in America? We'll have that for you coming up. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. There's even a bigger paper shortage uh, that is coming. Uh, three of the big paper manufacturers in Italy and others around the world completely shut down now. Uh, so there's a paper shortage uh, coming. If you haven't gotten the book, The Great Reset, it is now available in hardcover uh, right now wherever you buy your books. Go online to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or whoever, Books a Million, and order a copy now should be in Costco and um, uh, Walmart as well. So grab it now. Is it in hardware stores? Any hardware stores at all? Like Ace or, you know, the place oh, why with the helpful hardware? Why, why would it be? Do you buy your books Because there? I thought it was available pretty much everywhere. Yeah, wherever you buy your books. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I rarely so, buy my books at hardware stores. Yeah. Uh, Pat Gray is joining us now, and I'm mm. beginning to regret it already. <laughs> By the way, tonight I'm going to explain on my Wednesday night special at 9, I'm going to retell the movie Titanic, except mm. the Russians and oil prices and an economic weapon of mass destruction, the iceberg. Okay? Uh, and Jack still hasn't uh, found his way to a safe door or anything floating. In my version, too. He still dies with that witch on the door going, Don't let go, Jack! Oh, my... Anyway, we'll explain the world by using Titanic tonight at 9. Don't miss it. Right after a brand new Stu Does America and hours and hours after the Pat Gray show. Hours and hours, literally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Yeah. So, Pat, what's on your mind today? I've got a couple of things that would be stuck in my craw if I had a craw. But, yeah. of course, I had my craw surgically removed. <laughs> right. Don't even know ago. what it is. Years ago. So, but... Uh, there's a couple things we've all been expressing. Well, you and I and, and some others uh, in the industry have been expressing a little bit of uncomfortability, awkwardness with this all in for Ukraine thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. don't want anything bad to happen to the citizens. And the citizens are good. The citizens are the good. Citizens are good. The government traditionally has not been. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. by that? Uh, and there's a, a member of parliament that was on Fox uh, yesterday that kind of explained what exactly it is Ukraine is fighting for. Okay. 
Uh, for the rest of us that aren't Ukrainians, I think the world, quite frankly, Kira, is surprised by the will of the Ukrainian people to stand up and fight. Are you? Well, I'm not surprised. I, uh, we have been fighting uh, Putin for the last eight years, and we had three revolutions in our country when we did not agree with what was going on with uh, the direction of where we're moving in. But right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic oh. countries. Oh, we knew wait, that we are the shield for the Europe. We mm. knew that we are protecting uh, not uh, only Ukraine, we are protecting like all the other countries that would be next. Right. Wait a minute. So the new world order, you have a <laughs> yeah. problem with that? I do. Yeah. You, know, you don't do. think that the people of Ukraine are out there in the streets thinking I am fighting for the new, <laughs> for world, the new world order. order. I can't wait to bring on the yeah. Great Reset. You know I can't she, wait. Yeah. You know who she is. She's a member. Member of, of parliament. Yeah. But she's also a member of of the world economic forum now that i didn't she, know yeah she is so that also makes sense why yeah she's she for the is new world order really talking about the great reset we are also fighting for the great reset yeah i didn't know that part yeah. so uh, you know we hedged it a little bit uh on my show when we were talking about it because if maybe she doesn't understand new world no order. she does she's no, part of she it she does yeah she's part of it yeah oh, no she's part wow. of it yeah 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 yeah. And so that maybe that's why we feel a little bit on edge on this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a few things no, don't make I, sense. I'm not fighting for the new world. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. That's <laughs> nah, not something I'm on board with. Uh, although uh, Vladimir Putin is. He's Jeez. fighting against the new world order. He is for. He's fighting for a totally different new world order, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His new world he's order fighting sucks for, just as much as the other one correct. does. Correct. He's fighting for his national world order, right. where it is nation states and Russia can just take all of those states that they want mm. the, this is national versus international new world order right the, the reason i care about this is because we have an alliance with a bunch of countries that are one country away from ukraine yeah <laughs> that's the, yeah I, mean, I, I also care obviously for the people of ukraine and and, and the obvious human stuff Right. But like as far as U.S. national interest, that's the concern. I don't want Russia to, to grow. I don't want them attacking freaking Estonia and draw no. us into a war with Russia. So here's this is why this is why our president and our Congress Senate on the Democratic side, for sure. And some Republicans, they're not representing you. They're representing now. I don't know Europe or they're representing the Great Reset or they're representing the Ukrainian people, but they're not representing you. If you want to say we have a moral responsibility to help the people in Ukraine, I disagree with that. I don't think we do have a moral responsibility as a nation. Maybe as individuals and people, we do have that um, responsibility to see it, to say mm -hmm. something, and to help in all we can. But the moral responsibility for our leadership is to make sure that the United States of America remains stable and secure and that its people can actually continue to move on with their lives. So you strengthen the United States and then you can help more people. What they're doing is helping Ukraine and Europe and everybody else and hurting us just as badly. That's that's not a. That's not a group of people that represent me because that, that's suicide. And I don't mm -hmm. want to engage in that. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, they're building it on a house of lies.
and nobody is correcting their lies. Joe Biden's speech yesterday was incredible. Oh, yeah. Filled with nothing but lies. Yeah. Nothing but lies. First of all, he, he blamed uh, Russia because of for the rising oil prices, for the gas prices. Well, the price has risen for the last year. Ever since he got right. into office, it's <laughs> right. been rising. Right. The Ukraine situation is going on for two weeks. So some of it, you know, it's gone up the last few days because of Russia and Ukraine. But... It's it's gone up mostly because of him and his policies. Yeah, I mean, I remember everyone was like, oh, you know, if this stuff happens, we could see $5 a gallon gas in, in California. Bef- before any of this Russia-Ukraine stuff happened, mm-hmm. I was in California and saw $5 a gallon gas. It was there before any of this stuff occurred. Of course right. it was. Of course and it was. now right. it's at $7. Now we're actually higher than the uh, fictional gas station from the movie I Am Legend know this oh my god remember the zombie apocalypse movie? yeah yeah yeah. the world collapses and at Mm. one point will smith is you know getting something off the ground in the background you see like an exxon mobile sign it's like 663 for regular and now it's at 671 for regular in parts of california so worse than the zombie apocalypse yeah that's not bad good job joe (laughs) that's not bad that's not bad but you know it's all because of these oil companies yeah they they won't drill they could drill if they wanted to they got nine thousand leases i heard it from the president which is down from thirty-seven thousand under trump thirty-seven thousand. No, 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 he didn't cut any of that. Yeah. No, he said yesterday. He I didn't. know he said. Yeah. 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 Uh, he said, well, in fact, we're going to pump. We're going to pump another record this year. Uh, uh, yeah, because Trump started the rebuild there. <laughs> yeah. that he inherited. Right. And so that kind of spilled over into his administration. Right. And we're still down from the end and of we're still And by the way, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're comparing yeah. it to his first year, Donald Trump's first year in office. Yeah, which yes, was I you know, I love yeah. suffering from the Obama years. Yes. Right. yes. So he ramped it up, got it to 2019, right. uh, which was much higher than we are now, because, of course, this obviously has been reversed. They bragged about reversing it. The whole thing they did, yeah. they came in the first no, day and no, signed all no, of these things to no, stop oil production, no, and now they're denying no, they did it. Not true. <laughs> Uh, Here's the energy secretary, 2021, cut five. The Energy Information Administration, which is um, uh, inside the Department of Energy, but it's independent. Hmm. It predicts that we are going to turn the corner in um, early 2022 in terms of pricing at the pump. See, they knew. They knew. They knew. They knew. We turned a corner. Uh, They knew. Now, remember, we weren't having a problem with gas prices, you know, until January 20th. Uh, and the president is sworn in. We have yeah. no problem. Nobody was talking about gas prices. We were fine, and we were energy independent for the very first time. And explain explain for a minute the 9,000 oil leases, because there's more to that than meets the ear as well. So when you have a lease, um, gas companies, oil companies, they go to the United States, and they say, you have all this land, and we think there might be oil in this section Mm -hmm. and we would like to apply for a lease so we can explore it so they get a lease and for like a five-year period or whatever it is they can go and explore it doesn't i don't think it necessarily means you can pump it it means you can explore it okay um yeah because you need the permit as well yeah to to, pump it to pump it Mm -hmm. so and i could be wrong on that sometimes they don't have the permit but they do have the lease right and so they have the lease but that lease does not mean that there's oil or gas there 
They wanted to explore to see if there was. They may find no gas or no oil. They may actually find oil or gas, but it would be way too expensive to pump it out. So they still have the lease, but they're not pumping on it because... There's it's too really expensive to or there's nothing to to mm-hmm. uh, pump out. It wasn't economically feasible to get to any gas or oil that was there. Correct. Right. Yes. And that's why the thirty seven thousand number is so impressive, because that means he was allowing them. OK, you got to dry well here. Go find another one somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had thirty seven thousand leases, because they were moving around trying to find the oil and successfully finding it and pumping it. Doesn't their own rhetoric here, though, ants show how much they're lying right like yeah for example they are the ones saying this is the greatest existential threat to all of humanity mm-hmm. so but now they're arguing they're not limiting it <laughs> like w- w- wait a minute you you've been telling us forever everyone's going to die because of this product so you weren't limiting it what were you doing <laughs> that's a great and, point and then, and then they say hey these oil companies are the most uh selfish Profit-driven, money-hungry, terrible. They're gonna, they're gonna do everything mm-hmm. they can to screw the American people, and all they want is money. It's all they care about. They don't care about human lives. All they care about is money. But they mm-hmm. have nine thousand leases. They just don't want to get the oil out right now. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to make the money from those nine thousand wells. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? No. If they're so evil and money-hungry, if there drilling. was oil there, they'd be drilling for it. Right. Uh, let me just play one more cut because remember, Joe Biden said he was going to do everything he could. Everything he can to make sure he drives down the price of oil. He's going to he's going to do everything he can. Here is uh, here's cut five. Gas prices, because gas, interesting- pr- gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. And we're about three thirty a gallon. Most places that now when it's up from was down in the single digits. I mean, single a dollar plus. And uh, and that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation that is. Mm. Hello. There's a lot of Middle Eastern folks want to talk to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them. But the Uh point is, it's about gas production. Uh There's things Uh we can do in the meantime, though. Do you think there's a do you see do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter. I mean, excuse me, into next year, 2022. Yeah. Okay. I don't see. All right. Stop. It, it, it didn't work, obviously. And uh, he said, I'm not sure I'm going to deal with those people. Well, yesterday they went hat in hand to Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia said, yeah, we're not interested in talking to you. Mm. So all that help from Saudi Arabia. Thank you, Joe Biden. You did a really, really good. Gosh, remember just a year ago when the entire Arab world seemed to be united against Iran, getting along with us and uh, Israel. Those were the days. Thanks, Joe. Gosh, let's go, Brandon. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, remember, what was it yesterday, two days ago? Um, we had a Mississippi representative on and he said about he was talking about the tri. What was it? The the tri-state compact. Just got a note from him said. Uh, 
Uh, we're in committee right now killing the tri-state compact. That is really good news. Apparently, people have called in in, in uh, those three states and said, no, we're not doing it. Please look for these things in your state. All kinds of things are being passed uh, and you don't know about them. And they are they are restructuring America entirely. All right. There's another bill that you should be very well uh, aware of. Uh, Chip Roy is here. Congress has to pass a spending bill by Friday to avoid a government shutdown. Let me hang on just a second. Let me pause for a minute to think about all the bad things that might happen with a government shutdown. Okay, that's enough time. Uh, I'm over my morning now. Uh, let's go to uh, Chip Roy. Hello, Chip. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. How are you, my friend? I'm good. So now this this has to pass by Friday, but you got the spending bill last night to it or this morning, 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just so, so your listeners understand what's going on, right? You'll remember that there was a continuing resolution that was passed in September to December, then December to February 18th, then February 18th to March 11th, which, of course, is Friday. At every point at that along that line, we conservatives have been saying we should be doing something to fight for the American people, like end vaccine mandates, like stand up for border security. We've got nothing, nothing at all, obviously, from Democrats, but worse, nothing from Republicans. Well, now here we sit, and now Ukraine is going on, mm -hmm. and now the entire establishment in D.C. is all a Twitter that we've got to pass this funding bill so that, one, we can pass a supplemental, basically, war funding bill, even though we're not, quote, at war, to go send stuff to Ukraine, and with no debate, by the way, and then pass a funding bill for the overall government. Now, we're not just passing a CR. We're passing an omnibus appropriations bill, okay, that packages everything together and spends a crap ton of your money or borrowed money. Yes, we got the bill last night at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, it was emailed to us at 2.30, to be clear. So we woke up early. Some of my staff was getting in the middle of the night. We're looking through it. It's 2,700 pages long. It's a $1.512 trillion annual spending level bill. That is the best I can tell about an $88 billion minimum plus up from last year's spending level, not counting Ukraine, Glenn. That's just $88 billion of overall spending increases, both defense and non-defense. I think it's more than that, but that's the bare minimum increase. We're trying to figure it out. That's at least a 6% increase, but I think the increase is closer to 8 to 10. And we're trying to figure that and out. And we don't know we don't know on what. Well, right. We're going through to figure out all the levels. When do you have um, to vote on this? I got. We're going to vote on the rule. We we just made a motion to adjourn to shut the place down, which will we will lose. But we're just trying to buy time, and then we will vote on the rule sometime this morning, and then vote on the bill in a few hours. Oh, See, you know, nobody's even it. read it. No, it's twenty seven hundred pages. All the appropriators will tell you that all the appropriation staff and all of the appropriator cardinals they've all looked at it, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. So those handful of people will tell you how our country should be moving forward not your elected representative okay tell me tell me what's uh what's in this anything on oil and gas so there is not one thing to the best of our knowledge we're searching through it that will help american oil and gas improve all not right one thing uh there's, covid there's, covid vaccine mandates. In there, nothing in there to end the covid vaccine mandates now pause we're hoping that mike lee will force a vote on an amendment 
in the Senate. But remember last time he did that, Mike Lee and company, I'm sorry, Mitt Romney and company walked out. But right now there is nothing in the bill in the House that we're voting on today, to the best of my knowledge, that does anything for American oil and gas, that does anything at all to end the vaccine mandates, and then nothing to truly secure the border of the United States. Now, what my Republican establishment colleagues will say is, oh, don't worry, Chip, we're going to give more money to ICE and Border Patrol. Well, Glenn, you know the truth. You're a Texan. You know what's going on at the border. If we give more money to ICE and Border They'll Patrol, process more people. they're going to process more people. They're going to not prosecute bad actors. They're not going to stop fentanyl. They're not going to stop the cartels. They're literally going to process more illegal aliens coming to the United States in the false name of asylum. There is $15.6 billion in supplemental for COVID. What the hell does that mean? We don't know. My staff's trying to figure out exactly what that means. There's like slight good news is apparently that's offset out of previous COVID money. But whoop-de-doo, it's still another $15.6 billion that's being refocused and targeted towards we don't know what. But I can promise you the continuation of BS COVID uh, force policies, like the masks that are still interfering with our kids, the vaccine mandates that are harming our, our folks, they'll say it's for research and stuff, but Lord only knows. But it's going to be $13.6 billion of Ukraine supplemental funding plus the $15.6 billion of uh, COVID supplemental funding on top of the 15 point, whatever the hell I've lost the number, one, two trillion. uh, I'm sorry, one point five, one, two trillion dollar total package. All right. So let me ask you, when it comes to the Ukraine spending, what are we spending it on? Well, again, peeling that back, there's I believe it is roughly two thirds lethal aid. I don't know for sure. Uh, where we're going to be funding additional, you know, stingers and 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 lethal aid to the Ukrainians, um, and then there's an X amount of it. I think the other third or so is for humanitarian aid. We'll know those numbers for sure here soon. We're pouring and over it. But what stops us from passing just that separately? Well, the the politics of this town, right? I mean, now I haven't seen or the actual votes called or whether we'll get a clean, straight up vote on it. I don't believe we will. I think it's going to be packaged with I think we're going to have two votes, one on the security portion, which includes defense appropriations, homeland security. And I think this supplemental I'm not positive about that. I'll find out for sure. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll send it to your team. Um, and then a separate vote on the non-defense discretionary bill, I think. But the bottom line is they're doing this all today to jam it all through, I suspect, all together, because they want that to be the case, right? They don't want to be able to have a separate debate. We should be debating our Ukraine funding, right? You and I are both horrified. I want to speak for you, but horrified by what Putin is doing. I gave a speech last night on the floor of the House about what he's doing to orphans and children and families and separating families and blowing up bridges and blowing up schools and apartments and harming people. He's a thug, a KGB dictator who's killed people. But I want to know what we're spending this money on and are we at war or not? I want to know what we're going to get out of this. I want to know when we're spending this money, where's it coming from? This is an offset. This is another $13.6 billion. What are we going to, we didn't debate it, Glenn, not one debate on the floor of the house. Not one. A handful of speeches in a quiet chamber. Meanwhile, a handful of people in smoke-filled rooms upstairs. Well, not you know smoke-filled anymore because that's not politically correct. 
but <laughs> upstairs in a dark room making decisions for all of America. So, Chip, how many Republicans are willing to stand? I mean, now is the time to take a stand uh, and to show America who you really are. And I'll bet you the vast majority are like, we got to do it for the Ukrainian people. So I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm going to be blasting the hell out of it all day. Uh, I know that my Freedom Caucus colleagues largely oppose it. <clears throat> I don't know what the numbers are ultimately going to be right now. I'm going to just give you a target line of 50 50 in the in the House Republican conference. Um, but I'm not sure. I think people are kind of watching this unfold. They're peeling the bill back. Not one Republican should vote for this bill. Not Unfortunately, one. a large number will. And they will do so falsely in the name <clears throat> of going out and helping the Ukrainians, when in fact they're using that as a beard to continue to grow and develop government. Mm-hmm. And they always have excuses as to why that's okay. We have to do that, Glenn. You don't understand. We have to do that, Chip. We know what's important here. Look, we don't have the majority. When you give us power, then we'll have puppy dogs and rainbows, and we'll be the fiscal conservatives that you you guys have been asking for. No, you won't. Show show me right now that you are. Um, I would recommend that everyone calls their congressmen uh, and their senators today, right now, and say, I have a very long memory. This omnibus spending bill that you have to that you have to pass, I would rather have the government shut down than pass something that none of you have even read. You haven't even read it. Uh, no, no more crazy spending like this in the middle of the night and tell them you can debate the uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, money. Go ahead. Everything that's going, you have a debate on it, and you could pass that today. You could pass that tomorrow. But that does not, I'm not that stupid. I'm not this stupid. I know what's happening, and I will remember you. I'm, I'm voting. I vote for people like you. Uh, and I'm going to campaign for people like you. But if you don't stand right now, when it's pretty easy, because you're not going to, you're not even going to, your vote won't matter. If you won't do it now, you certainly won't do it when you have power. And if you won't do it now, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I, I uh, work for your uh, competition. I work for the candidate running against you. And if nobody's running against you, I might run against you because we need some courage right now. You call your senator and your House member and you tell them that right now. It's the omnibus bill. They're going to pass it in the House today. Um, So you've got to call them right now and then it'll head over to the Senate. And by the way, uh, make sure you call uh, the uh, the weasels, the Romneys in the Senate who will not stand up against this, won't stand up by any stretch of the imagination, uh, and won't support Mike Lee. Good God, the guy won't even support Mike Lee in an endorsement because his good friend is Egg McMuffin, or whatever his name is. Uh, And uh, it's, I mean, the guy is weak and pathetic. Make sure you call those senators and your congressmen now. Chip, do I have it covered? Is there anything else that people can do? 
Hey, man, you got it. You got it covered. This is exactly right. Everybody out there listening, Glenn is exactly right. You need to light everybody up. Do not let your Republican leadership, your Republican representatives who claim fiscal conservative, who claim to fight for you, get away with this crap. This is crap. You need to call them out on it. Light the phones up and let them know this is unacceptable. Yeah. And do the phone. Please don't don't uh, email them. They can dismiss emails, but the phones make a difference. Thank you so much, Chip. I appreciate it. God bless. Take care. You bet. To our representative, uh, Chip Roy. By the way, just one point five billion dollars. Another one point five billion dollars at a time where our inflation is out of control. No, no. No, these Republicans make me sick. You know, this country should be run by the Freedom Caucus. But what do I know? You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. tell you a story that i know you know but it is important that we really reflect on it it was january 6th january 6th matthew perna entered through an open door in the u.s capitol the door was open he walked through the senate wing lobby chanting usa usa he left 20 minutes later He recorded all of it on his phone. After returning to his home in western Pennsylvania, he sat down and started watching TV, and he saw a bulletin with his face on it. Matthew did the right thing. He called to turn himself in. He called the FBI without knowing that people he knew had already done that for him. In December, he pleaded guilty to charges of Obstruction of an official proceeding and aiding and abetting, entering a remaining uh, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, and disorderly conduct in the Capitol building. They are all misdemeanors except for federal obstruction, which holds a penalty of up to twenty years. Matthew sentencing was scheduled for a couple of weeks uh, from now, April 1st. Now, he may have faced a fair trial in court. The court of public opinion and the Biden administration, mainstream media had already ruled against him. He was a traitor. He was a terrorist. He was worthy of being turned in by his own friends. He was publicly ridiculed by major voices as a threat to democracy. You know how this ends for Matthew. He won't be present for his sentencing because he took his own life on February 25th. After his death, his lawyer said the government had recently announced an intention to seek an additional sentencing enhancement with Mr. Perna. He was psychologically frail and not able to deal with the stress of the situation. He hung himself. In his obituary, his family wrote, Matthew Lawrence Perna died on February 25th, 2022, of a broken heart. His community, which he loved, his country, and the justice system killed his spirit and his zest for life. The constant delays in hearings, 
the postponements dragged out for over a year. Because of this, Matt's heart broke and his spirit died. No one can really understand or know the mind of a suicide victim. It's an act of insanity. You just want everything to stop. And you've convinced yourself things would be better for your family and everybody you love if you were gone. If we take his family at their word, Matthew lost so much faith in America and our justice system that suicide seemed a more reasonable thing than going to court. The story of his broken faith hit Americans hard when they heard it. But it sends an ominous message about the state of our union. We now no longer trust our own nation to deal justly with us. Violent criminals released without bail. I just saw a sentence for a guy who just completely beat almost to death this elderly man. He's got an ankle bracelet. He's back out. Illegal immigrants bust across the country in the middle of the night. And yet there is a collective silence for the rights of the January 6th defendants. We hesitate as people to stand up for the January 6th defendants because we don't know exactly what they were charged with. We don't know who they are, which is weird, isn't it? People notice the double standard. They feel it. And we can't ignore those fears. If, our, if the goal of our Justice Department is to break the spirit of our political prisoners, then they succeeded in the case of Matthew Perna. But if the goal is, as their mission states, to ensure fair and impartial administration of justice for all Americans, then we've got a lot of work to do. For the guilty and for the innocent, we need real justice but what we're getting now is social justice and it will turn if you're for social justice it will turn on you in your lifetime let's see how you feel about it then we need real justice but if it doesn't come or doesn't come quickly enough we need to keep our heads up we need to be there for one another and ourselves we have to keep the faith you have to know that you can make things better and that your voice, your life matters. Nelson Mandela was a political prisoner. And he was a bad guy. He was a communist. He was, he was engaged in violent activity. But look at the difference he made. Look at the difference he made in the end. James Comey came out with an op-ed. It was published in the Washington Post this week and it was directed right to the fbi agents and he said we're a nation of laws and the fbi is an organization dedicated to the rule of law you have to support and defend the constitution 
We've always had divisive politics in the United States. But despite all the division, passion, and anger, we've never had something like January 6th. I'm so tired of hearing that. It is such a lie. Such a lie. In fact, I could... In fact, why don't I play the New York Times reporter caught by Project Veritas telling the truth. A guy who wrote about how scary it was, how, how difficult, how horrible it was. Here he is talking to an undercover reporter from, from Project Veritas. Listen to this. It's like January 6th stuff that is like so over at this point. It's so, so over. I'm so over. The left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top. It was like me and two other colleagues who were there who were outside. And we were just having fun. Dude, come on. Like, we were not in any danger. Like, I, like you could tell how, how much fun we had on January 6th. Oh, that's great. Is, Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I, I just want to be warning. I know, I know. So, so if you're traumatized. <laughs> but like, all these colleagues who are in the building. Is that really the vibe From them. I'm like, come yeah. on. Like, it's not the kind of place I can sit tell somebody to man up, but I kind of want to be like, dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. My name is Owen. I'm an Adam. I'm going to stop it there because uh, you can find this online, and I urge you to watch it. But this is a New York Times reporter that was reporting how dangerous this was. There's never been anything like January 6th, yada, yada. But when he is talking to some young girl who's just asking about, wow, you were there, he's like, hey, it was no big deal. We were fine. They're all overreacting. No one was ever in any danger. Okay, so what's the truth on that? What's the truth? Well, Comey says that we are a nation of laws and we have to charge people uh, with crimes. We have to. And we can't decide which laws to uh, uphold and which not. It, it, Americans decided it was okay to physically interfere with the election procedures set out in our Constitution and laws, and it can't happen again. And he says, even if, even if you disagree, you have to enforce this law. January 6th can't happen again. Whatever their politics, it can't happen again now listen he goes on to say normally when you make a criminal case you're thinking about personal deterrence or incapacitation two of the main goals of criminal prosecution that is you're making a case to keep the bad guy from hurting someone else but there are january 6 cases like that and i suspect all agents agree that anyone who hit a cop or ransacked a room or conspired a violent sedition must be locked up but January 6th investigation is mostly about something you might not like to think much about in your normal caseload. General deterrence. It's about sending a message, a shockwave of deterrence. So future Americans, whether misled by a lying demagogue or rightfully concerned about the loss of their rights, never again assault the institutions of government. Now, that is not that that's not uh, that's not blind justice. That is not blind justice. I don't even know if that's legal. Do you hear about the Whitmer case, the kidnapping defendants? Gretchen Whitmer, apparently these guys were going to kidnap her. And then I guess kill her or whatever. Um, 
I thought this was really pretty serious until I found out that there were like 12 FBI agents there. By the way, the guy from the New York Times said FBI agents, undercover FBI agents were everywhere. I don't know who to believe, what to trust. I know thou that they have all signed a plea deal. They've all signed a plea deal, the Whitmer case, and they all have in their plea deal that they testify that there was no FBI interference, that they were not influenced by the FBI. That's a really interesting thing. Kind of makes me wonder again about Matthew. I mean, you know, here he was. Here he was. He, he was ready to pay a price. And then they said, you know, there's a heavier price to pay. And he couldn't face that. I mean, I guess we all have our breaking point. Don't let anyone break your spirit. Focus on restoration. We're not about burning things down. We're about restoring our nation's institution to their proper working order. We don't need a great reset. We need to unplug it and plug it back in. We need to set it back to its factory settings. The software is all screwed up. It's all corrupted. So what do you do when your computer? You turn it off and turn it back on again and restore the factory settings. That's what has to happen. Our system is good and has taken many years and many men and endless amounts of effort and money and and blood and we have become wholly disillusioned, disheartened, distrustful. And when we do that, those who hate America get exactly what they want. We love this country and want it restored to factory settings. Did you see that poll that came out yesterday that 60, I think it was 67% of Democrats, if somebody came and invaded our country, they would run? They wouldn't stick around? Says so much. Says everything. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worthwhile. We are no. You can go to Canada and no big deal. That says everything. 67%. That should tell you something also about war in general. We are not the World War II generation. That, that, I've never seen a number like that in America. That we would turn tail and run and the number between of young males who would actually need to be fighting a war like this was terrible i mean it was it's not even just party it's it's youth as well and it's great that a bunch of 80 year olds want to go out and fight the war we, we love that we thank them for that correct but man the people who actually need to be fighting it don't have any interest in it and how are you going to fight i mean will you just cave Will we just cave? Because there's another battle that's coming, and it's, it's a battle of ESG. It's a battle of being on the wrong side. You notice no BLM people went to jail. Nothing serious, right? But if you were against the left, if you were a conservative, if you were for Trump, you now, you've just been disappeared. And they're trying to break your spirit. Are you strong enough to do that? Are you strong enough to be a pariah? See, fear is all they have. When you stop fearing them, you got them. Na, 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 na.